Boss Man Show, a new coach at ETSU Buccaneers out of Southern Conference. Coach Jason Shea on the Boss Man Show. Coach Shea, man, how's it feel, man? You've been on the job almost eight days here. It's the head man. How's it feel? <laughs> well, thanks for having me. It's exciting, uh, but but I'm trying to get out of this spin cycle that I've been in. It's a whirlwind, just hit the ground running and, uh, you know, trying to reconnect with our players and, and hire staff, but uh, humbled and blessed. I'm grateful to be given this opportunity with a program that has high expectations. Most definitely, Coach. You know, that's a lot about you that the administration and first decided to tap you as the head man because, you know, you use a Coach Ford's right hand man. You've been here all, all those years with Coach Ford's, when he was in Juco coaching and Tennessee as well. So the fact that, you know, he moves on to a better position and now you're here to, to keep keep the train rolling, man. It's making you feel really good. They thought, hey, Coach Shea can keep this train rolling the way it's been going the last five years here. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm going to provide some stability and some continuity in, in this uncertain time that we're in. Uh, I've had my fingerprints all over the program. Um, you know, I get, I gave a lot of suggestions to uh, Coach Forbes. He, he allowed me to, to do a lot of things and do what I do best. Now I get to, to make those decisions. And so, you know, looking forward to that and, and continuing our success. Most definitely, and continuity doing doing this, you know, unstable times. You know, you just really don't know uh, how things are gonna change from, from day to day. Because I can uh, say this to you, um, I interviewed Coach Forbes on uh, March twelfth, right? Uh, and I was, I was mm-hmm. in Nashville SEC tournament. Now that morning we talked. We thought we was gonna have some basketball in Nashville. Then I get to the arena, it's all canceled. So just think. Just from two months ago talking to Coach Forbes to now, how much things are changing in the world, and now for you being the head coach there at TSU now, just trying to keep these young men stable now because they need somebody who, who they know and trust, not somebody new from the outside that they don't know and will not be able to have the Zoom, FaceTime, and you know all those different things we do now to communicate. It has to be good knowing to have somebody they, they know and trust that can help them through this tough time here. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what I've tried to, in my press conference, I made the analogy, you know, Coach Forbes and I went to the same culinary school. So we're we're, we're good chefs, and the, the dish is going to look the same, but mine's going to taste a little different with the spices that I put in it because, you know, I'm not Coach Forbes. Uh, I'm Jason Shea. We're going to do things a little differently, but for the most part, the standards, the expectations, the core values, they're going to be the same moving forward so there's not much of a transition uh, and learning curve that our guys will have to do in a time that there's so much you know uncertainty when we're going to come back when we're going to be allowed to be on campus uh what that's going to look like are we going to go to class or is it still going to be online and and then all the guidelines that uh, your state governors are putting on you or the NCAA or your conference or your university president, you know, there's a, there's a lot of factors and to have some continuity uh, just is going to help moving forward. Now for you, coach, um, how, how did you prepare yourself? I know you mentioned Coach Forbes gave you responsibilities uh, as, as associate coach here, uh, his right-hand man. So 
how did you prepare all these years to become a head coach? Because uh, God know when I was a co-host before I became a main, uh, the main show host, I was thinking in my head how I would do things. So how did you prepare yourself to become a for the opportunity when it kind of presents itself to be the, the head coach now, be a head coach anywhere? How did you prepare yourself? Well, I think the first thing was even when I was with Coach Pearl at, you know, I was with Coach Pearl for 10 years. I was with him at UW-Milwaukee, then Tennessee, and then Steve came on staff. And I just tried to do the best job that I could do where my feet were and in the responsibilities that were given to me. And I tried to become elite. And, uh, you know, I'm a good tactician or strategist, became a good ex's and O guys, uh, both Coach Pearl, uh, Coach Forbes, even Brian Jones, when I went up to North Dakota for two years, they entrusted me a lot in, in uh, helping them during game with in-game adjustments, helping with play calls or helping with defensive um, adjustments. And, and then from there, I just tried to learn from them. What have they done? What has worked in the past with them that, that I would like to implement or what I would change from what they have done um, to make it better and just to making mental notes. But first I tried to, you know, take my role serious and be a star in my role, uh, you know, to get to this position. Most definitely. And that nothing been on those coaches, Coach Brian Jones, Steve Forbes, Bruce Pearl, is you learn how to build a program, a sustainable program. So I feel like ETS, you made a great choice in you because you've been around three men who know how to build and sustain a program from top to bottom over years, over many years. Yeah, you know, and uh, Coach Pearl and Coach Forbes, they're they're both big personalities. That not it's not necessarily me, but I do think they did a great job of connecting with the fans everywhere they've been. And that's important to uh, have that connection, to create that pride within your community, within your fan base, um, because it, it can be a huge advantage when you're at home. And then when you travel, you, you know, you can just uh, make people uh, in awe of what you have. And so just getting out there and reconnecting and, and um, with our fan base, and trying to be in front of them as much as possible, you know, that's important. That That's a big part of um, being, being a successful program. When I was with Coach Pearl, our attendance numbers through through the roof at UW-Milwaukee. We were ranked fourth in attendance uh, five of the six years at Tennessee in the nation. And then here at ETSU, Coach Forbes, we've been uh, – we've led the league in uh, attendance every year, so – um, you know, I think that's all important. Yeah, you guys have a great home court advantage up there, man. Uh, I know Mercer came up there and got you, I think, this year, but really you all don't mm-hmm. lose at home at all. You know, so, I mean, talk about for our people, people who might not have heard about your program and how you guys play up there in John City. How about the environment of home games on ES, ETSU game days? Well, they're awesome. We Our, our arena seats uh, 6,200. And uh, we average a little over 5,000. We've, we've had uh, a dozen sellouts in the five years we've been here. Um, you, you know, it, it's big time. They, they're passionate about the Bucks, and they show up in droves. Our, our conference tournament is in Asheville, and uh, 
we call that Freedom Hall South. Freedom Hall is where we play here in Johnson City, and and we'll have five or six thousand in in another arena that only seats about sixty five hundred, and sell that out during the conference tournament. But you know, philosophy wise, we we're, we're going to continue to play um, play the game the right way with discipline um, and, and tough physical, hard nosed defense. We're going to attack offensively and and put the defense on their heels. We're going to move the ball, share it. Um, we're going to have that first to the floor mentality, give great effort. Um, because I think if you have to teach effort, then, then it's hard to win. And, and, um, you know, so that, that's what we're going to continue to look like. Those are going to be the staples of our program and what we've done. And that's the way, you know, I've, I've learned under the coaches that I have, have coached under. Now, Coach, a lot of people don't realize this, but ETSU was the winningest school in the state the last five years in Tennessee. A lot of people might not realize that, but that's how much winning you guys have done over the last five years up there. Yeah, we won 130 games in five years, so that's 26 wins a year. And uh, that's pretty good uh, sustainability right there. And, uh, you know, we, we have started to br- build a national brand. People – they recognize the ETSU. Uh, you know, I was talking to uh, guys that were from our first team, and, and before we got here, they, they would go home to wherever they are from, and, and people would ask me, ETSU, what's that? And they tell them East Tennessee State, and they said, is that Division One?" And then, uh, you know, and then the change, and now people see him, oh, ETSU, East Tennessee State, right? And he's like, yeah, you guys are nice. So you know we're we're building that national brand and have some recognition, and, and that's uh, it's awesome to to see and be a part of. And coach, just for the blisters down here who may not know about it, I'll try to tell them that your imprint in ETSU is pretty much you have a good radius to go. You can go you can go south to Atlanta, north up to Cincinnati or Indianapolis, Louisville, east to Charlotte. There, you know, west if you want to go far across the state to Memphis, even down to Birmingham. Like where you're located, where you can get to a lot of places in within a five six hour drive if you save it because the eighties love to save on budget and you know have save those plane sure. miles there. So. Sure. You, where you look at you, you, you can drive pretty quickly and see the different players on a given night when you're not playing a game. So talk about your recruiting imprint and how you're going to attack recruiting and attack the regional area around you guys to bring in quality talent to keep this train going you guys have up here at ETSU. Sure. We're, we're, we're going to continue to cast a, a national net, but the Southeast is important. I think kids growing up, and I know myself, they, they enjoy playing in front of family and friends, and they love to, you know, there's some pride to to play close to home so that they can come see them. And so we're going to continue to do that. We're going to, re- we're going to use every resource possible. We've always uh, recruited and had a blueprint of we're going to recruit the best uh, players that we can get. And that could be high school. That could be junior college. That could be transfers. It could be grad transfers. We're going to piece together a team with the best possible players and we've been able to do that in the past. And that's going to look like we're going to be versatile. We're going to be able, you know, we can have a lot of different combinations out there. We can play traditional, big, big. We can play four guards in a, in a big, or we can play small and have five guards out there. We, we did that this past year. Uh, we're going to be long. We're going to be athletic. We're going to be deep. I think the, our success has been predicated a lot on our, 
our depth. We don't fall off. We we have starters sitting on the bench, but you know that also builds uh, competition in practice. And sometimes our practices are more competitive than the games because guys are fighting for uh, minutes and their spot. And, and that's how you develop when you are constantly on edge and, and have to bring your A game. And uh, lastly, you know, we, we, we've always had experience and those things help in March um, to make deep runs in the NCAA tournament. Most definitely, especially when you and I are in a one B league as well. The SoCon is no those quality basketball in the league. Uh, seven of ten schools this year was five hundred or better, but you know it's always been like unfortunately been a one B league. You know it's, it's unfortunate, but people sleep on the conference because Chattanooga's gotten better, Mercer's getting better, of course. Yeah, UNC or uh, Greensboro up there as well. You yeah. know, <laughs> you know you got all these. Uh, Furman's always good with Bob Ritchie. So, you know, you always got this competition from SoCon from top, top to bottom. So I'm about the league has actually gotten better from the bottom teams have gotten much better as well. Uh, and what you expect going forward the league, all the tough coaches and tough teams coming up in this next year here. Well, you know, our, our it starts with our leadership. And Jim Schaus just became our uh, commissioner. And he's got a vision and he's helping. You know, we, we are on the verge uh, of – being a multi-bid league, you know, too. We, Greensboro was on the verge last year, uh, Furman and ourselves were. And then this year, you know, we, we, if we didn't win the conference tournament, I think we would have had a great chance to be in a large bid, being a team that would have been, you know, 29-5 and five at the time. We ended up 30-4 and four because we did win it all. But we've got great coaches, and they challenge you each and every night. Um, to think and then communicate with your players on, on, on a game plan, but you don't want to over uh, clutter their mind with so much stuff because, you know, their coaches are good and they're going to challenge you. So you want your guys to play freely, but uh, they're going to be put in some, some bad positions and you got to just trust that you, you've taught them well and your principles are good and, and you can cover uh, most of this stuff and they may get you and you just got to, tip your hat to them and say congratulations and go on to the next play. But but our league is, is super strong, especially when you look at the wins that our conference has had against uh, the Power Five teams. Um, you know, we went out there and had some, some huge wins. We, we went on the road this past year and, and beat LSU on the road uh, in, by double digits. And we, we were – we played Kansas. We were down five with six minutes to go. So we gave ourselves a chance, and our league is is just continuing to get better and better each year. And that's one guy for you, Coach, non-conference scheduling-wise. I know you have to play play some guaranteed games, raise money for the university, but beyond those games, uh, how you see yourself going about scheduling for, for your team this year would be a tough schedule, challenge your guys before for, for, for conference play, of course, or play a non-exempt tournament as well, and, uh, or you just try to take, take some guys home as well, get guys, guys close back to home, see if they can get Sierra family, see them play one time in, in their books on Navy and go over there. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to schedule tough as always. We want to challenge ourselves. I think doing that in the preseason allows you uh, get get you prepared for the, a tough conference season. And so we're always going to uh, schedule with that mindset 
that uh, we want to be challenged, but we also think we can go and win those games. And, uh, you know, if we have the opportunity to take one of our players back closer to home so that they can have a bunch of people come and, and represent them from wherever their hometown or their family, uh, you always want to do that because I think that's something special and something those kids, you know, look forward to. And uh, it's just a nice gesture. But, yeah, we're gonna, uh, scheduling is always difficult when you're one of the better mid-major teams in the country it's hard to schedule we, we've always it's, it's taken us a long time the last several years to finish our schedule um but we you know we, we work through that every day that's it's almost like uh, recruiting and uh, try to try to get our schedule done as fast as possible but it is a challenge Yes, and they were Koshay. Thank you for your time today. Congrats on the new gig. I hope to talk to you again down the road. Uh, more, more opportunity to talk to you as well as your teams go, go on the road here and play uh, and get these things done for you. Your, your Bucks, man. Good luck to you. I know you do a great job up there, man. Well, I appreciate it, John. Anytime. I'd love to be on there and, and talk some basketball, talk hoops, talk whatever. But uh, enjoyed your time, and, and hopefully we can do it in the near future. And go Bucks. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, Coach. Have a good one. Be safe, man. Thank you. All right, thank you. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, Great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, 
AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today, we have them from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today yeah, yeah, it's your man JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m. Only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. Fall Bound the Boss Man Show. Time for my man, Jesse Smith, host of the Essential As Fuck Podcast. Uh, catch it on Zoom. Have also a YouTube channel as well. Check it out. They bringing it to you. JC, Brandon, Stacy, and Lee. They giving it to you. JC, brother, what's good, my man? What up? What up? What's going on, bro? Man, not much, man. Enjoying a nice spring day in ATL, man. Uh, I think summertime is right around the corner. I think the weather's finally broke for good now, bro. Yeah, it, it appears so, man. You know, it's a nice day here in Memphis, also, man. We're in the '80s. So, uh, yeah, I think summertime is right around the corner, man. Bro, I, I, we watched the last dance, episode seven and eight, um, kind of right in our childhood there, brother, with that one right there, bro. Um, what are your thoughts on episode seven and eight, man? It kind of give us, listen, like, uh, your highlights of what you saw on Sunday night there. Uh, 
man, hey, you know, I've been loving uh, the whole documentary, man. Each and every episode I've, I've recorded and have gone back and watched several times, man, just to relive all those old memories and moments and to find out some things that I never even knew. When I thought that I was, you know, the most avid, uh, you know, person that knew everything about the Bulls and Jordan at that time, for, but there were still some things that I didn't even know about, man. But just when to go back as far as episode seven and eight, it pretty much covered um, the last uh, championship, uh, with la- the, the, the last of the, of the first three feet from that time, from about 93 to about 96, um, after Jordan decided to step, you know, step down and go play baseball, and Scottie Pippen uh, ascended to be the head honcho on the team, and the great season he had that uh, at first year after Michael Jordan, he averaged 22 points, almost eight rebounds, six assists uh, during that season when he, he could have very well been MVP. Um, and then also the moment where he uh, did not want to go into the game uh, against the Knicks, uh, I guess it was game three, I believe. Um, game three or game four, man, where, where Tony Kukoc ended three. up hitting, hitting the game shot. Yeah, ended up hitting the game winning shot. And uh, and Sky decided to stay on the bench, man, and how that's always going to be a stain on, on his uh, his great career. And then Jordan eventually coming back, you know, with the four or five um, and, and getting knocked out by your, uh, your, your old Orlando Magic back in the day, bro. So, yeah, like I said, seven and eight, man. I can't wait. I, I don't want it to end, man. I wish there was some more episodes, you know, after nine and ten uh, this weekend, man. I'm not ready for it to end, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure the uh, final two episodes are going to be, you know, even even greater, man. So I'm looking forward to that. Bruh, I was actually – I had some, some PTSD from when I was like <laughs> – <laughs> 89 years old, man. The eight-year-old year was a good year because we beat the Chicago Bulls and then beat the Pacers in seven games and then Nick Anderson happened in the in the finals <laughs> and it, it broke my heart. <laughs> it did. Man, what? Yeah, <laughs> did it man. 96, the sweep. I was there, unfortunately. And it's bad when you have Anthony Bonner out there with John Konikak trying to deal with the because <laughs> Horace Grant's uh, arm was injured. I have not forgot that, man. And Brian Shaw had back spasms. Right? That series against the Bulls, man, everything went sour, that series. I mean, and so, yeah, having relived that, knowing how I felt as a younger kid when the Bulls destroyed my magic after we beat them the year prior, which I know why now because Jordan wasn't himself that year. He was still in a baseball body from being with the Birmingham Barons. So, now, it kind of sprung this question, J.C. Had baseball not went on strike, would Jordan have kept up with the MLB? Yeah, man. You know, Mike had the, uh, he still had the baseball body. He had the conditioning. Yeah, you got, you know, you got tired out in that, in that Orlando series. But, man, did he come back with a vengeance that following year? You knew, you knew Mike was out for blood, man. To sweep, the, to, to sweep a team with Shaq. And, and and Penny like that, man. I think Horace Horace got hurt in that series, I believe. He got hurt in game one. Yeah, but still, man, you know, Mike was on a mission, man. I remember watching it on TNT. <laughs> Sitting yeah. in the living room with my dad, watching it on TNT. I remember. No doubt. And, and in game and, and but get this, in game two, the magic were by eighteen. 
in the third I quarter. Remember. I remember, bro. And they went on that run, and that was it. Yeah. There was it's, no looking back after that. Yeah. And I feel like the Magic had the PTSD from the Houston series. Because think about it. Every game against Houston, the Magic was up, was up every game in, in the third quarter. Right. Every right. game, they was up in the third quarter. And got swept by, got swept by the Rockets, which caused Shaq to go to L.A., and Brian Hill to be fired, and then they all set off all those chain of events where the Magic just was, they'll get a, have, have a good start and they'll lose them. Hey, shout uh, out to Nick Anderson, man. <laughs> yes. Nick Anderson calls it all. Yes, he did. <laughs> hey, the Magic to me is still chasing, bro, the, the uniforms, though. The best ones was the original ones. They're still chasing. Right. right. Just, just go back to it, please. I know what you mean. Just quit chasing. Go back to it. You know, so, yeah, man, uh, the lad dance has been good. And what about Gary Payton saying, so he told George Carl, and, hey, I'm guarding Michael Jordan. We're down 3-0. Do you think had they put Payton on MJ earlier, that would make a difference in your mind? Yes and no. I'm going to say yes as far as the aspect. Gary Payton's actually telling the truth. He, the way that he was playing Michael, the way that he was, you know, bodying him, you know, and trying, and, and trying to deny him, you know, position there, it did it did have a little effect on Michael. If you go back and, and look at some of those games, I think the only really great game that Michael had in that series was game three when they went the first game in Seattle. But all the other games, Michael shot well under, you know, his norm, his average from the field. And in the, in the, uh, in the, with the clinching game six, I believe Mike had a horrible, <laughs> a horrible shooting percentage, man. You know, I was watching the game, re- uh, re- rewatching it the other night. Yeah, man, he was horrible from the field, but just made it up on the free throw line. So Gary was telling the truth that maybe if he, if they would put him on him earlier, you know, they, he would he, he could, could possibly tire Mike out a little bit. However, Mike being Mike being the savvy, the savvy uh, veteran, the savvy you know player who knows how to score from anywhere, you know, and knows how to get his points, he was still going to get buckets regardless. It was just a fact of how much how much uh, pressure and and as far as how much that Gary Payton, you know, could, could deny position on him. Because Gary did a good job, you know. Get, but Michael's going to get his points. Because when you're, when you're that great, when you're the greatest player of all time, you're going to get points regardless. You're going to find a way to score. Gary, have, you know, it's a conditioning and just taking the toll as far as Maybe trying to tire him out late in the game, where others may have had to step up, you know, to, to help out, as opposed to Mike kind of carrying the load like y'all was used to. No doubt, and also interesting. B.J. Armstrong uh, supposedly awoken up the sleeping giant by celebrating the game two win the Hornets had against the Bulls at the Iron Center, and the Hornets got pretty much a gentleman sweep four one. But Michael Jordan says that B.J. Armstrong should have known better, and his trash talk. Set them off pretty much and got them to get the coins out of there real fast. Yeah, man, you don't you don't poke the beast, man. Do not poke the bear. Let him let him sleep. You know, but I you can't knock BJ, man. You know, it's all you. Of course, you know you're not gonna beat the Bulls. You're not gonna beat Mike in the series, but just one game, one moment. You know, BJ was killing himself, but hey, then you woke him up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then it is over with after that. No doubt. And let's uh, listen to this. The NBA had a, had a call 
on Tuesday and a vote amongst the players where uh, 70% of the players want to play. But a lot of players on bad teams don't don't want to play still. And they ain't been trying to find a way to get this season in and still play 82 games next year. Um, They don't want to take testing away from the people. And there's mm-hmm. really no plan of if somebody gets the virus, what happens? So what are your thoughts on the NBA trying to find a way back and still probably 80, 82 games next season? But looks to me like the time, if you're trying to do 82 next year, Time's running out already. Yeah, man. Um, like I said, though, this virus that's throwing monkey wrench and everything across the board when it comes to sports. So, uh, and, and at this point, boss, I mean, I don't. It doesn't really. It's, it, I, it's strange to say, it doesn't really bother me if the NBA doesn't come back. You know, is, is, that, is that weird to say? Like, I'm not really. If they come back, cool. If not, I understand. I understand also. Because for them to come back and finish the season up, you're going to be playing well into possibly what August, August, and maybe September. Right, right. And I and I hate I, I just hate the schedule being thrown off like that. Where you know I know everybody said well the season should start you know around Christmas anyway. No, the season should always start. To me, the season should always start around Halloween. That was always when you knew the NBA season was about to start. Halloween, uh, first couple of days of November. I don't want the season to start <laughs> around Christmas or New Year's, man. I hate that it's throwing everything off. But if you told me that, hey, we can guarantee the season will start at the same time, but we can't come back and finish this season, I'd be okay with that. I would be okay with starting the 2020-2021 season around the same time like we do every year as opposed to starting in December and have it, it, it just for us to be able to finish this season. I'm against that, man, because at this point, the, whoever wins the championship is going to have an asterisk on it anyway. You know, it's going to be an asterisk there, you know, whoever wins this year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I'm not even – I'm not concerned with that. It sucks for guys like LeBron as far as his legacy. Let's say if they don't finish the season out, you know, but, yeah, I, I don't want to see a season with an asterisk on it anymore, man. I'm fine with it being over, too. Uh, I guess mine's more selfish reasons, in fact, that, hey – I have asthma. I, I can't go back anyway and cover the team without a vaccine. Right. So it's kind of a simple reason for me. Why, if I hope it don't come back, you know, I don't want to be. I, I don't want to be put in a spot where I have to say, "Hey, I ain't coming back because of my health." Right. And then lose exactly. my position. So for me, it's selfish why I don't want them to come back. But if it, I, I don't miss it, I don't miss it anymore. I have my routine of YouTube and, you know, yeah. <laughs> Twitter and what I do on myself on my phone. So, Absolutely. I, I'm 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 fine with not coming back. So, yeah. So, bro, what, what do you have on on tap for the Essentials Fuck podcast this week, my brother? Oh, hey man, you know we got to talk about got to talk about Boosie, man, little Boosie, and that he revealed, you know. I'm sure, boss, you already you're familiar with the story, man, mm-hmm. about him, you know, supplying his uh, young son, I think it was his son and nephew or something like that, and they're they're only about 12, 13 years old. That supplying them with prostitutes, man, you know. So we got to talk about that, you know, as well, because to me it seemed like that's that's some, you know, police man to get involved in that situation, man. Yeah, that's you a know? charge waiting to happen. That's a charge, right? You know, so we're gonna talk about that, man, and. and 
man, you know, of course, I talk about coronavirus updates, man, and Dr. Fauci and everything going on on that end. And, and, and also, you know, we got to show some love to the 2020 graduates also, man. You know, all my 2020 high school, college graduates, you know, we're going to show them some love also, man, on the show. No doubt, folks. Check out JC's show, Just as Fuck Podcast, on YouTube and Facebook, where you can see him and his crew every week. Folks, we're going to take a break. Coming back with the Boss Report, J.C. Smith, a special edition of it, because Bone's out sick this week, so stick around, folks. Boss Report, out for the break. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Fraud on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey, parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. 
Vicky, who was that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. All right, folks, back here on the Boss Man Show. Having the Boss Report with my man, J.C. Smith. Bruh, it's been a while for you, man. <laughs> you sure remember how it goes? <laughs> Fail. I, I haven't done a boss before in a minute, man. <laughs> it ain't changed too much, bro. It ain't changed too much. It's still crazy, man. It's still crazy. <laughs> man, let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. Folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's the boss report. All right, bro. First story, the sad story. UK rail worker dies from coronavirus after being spit on by a passenger upset at her for telling him to pay the right fee. He's still at large. This happened over in the UK? Yeah. Oh, that's wild, man. Like, I mean, it's a sign of times, bro. You know, you just, you know, have a Yeah, people can, you know, really, you know, do that to you and your life be over with just like that, man. It's bad times. I hope they do uh, catch that guy, man. And also, man, this is this is what we talked about with African Americans not getting in the right health care with this virus. What's the story right here? Epidemiology right here, JC. Chicago mom tests positive for COVID 19 during childbirth, died about the hospital sends her home. Wow. Woo. Uh, like I said, uh, there's so many stories out there, boss, but yeah, that one, that's a tough one right there, man. Tough one, you know, especially you know the way that this virus has affected you know us as a, as a people, as a community. You know, um, sad, bro. Like, I, like, what what words can you even you know say to 
to try to, you know, describe or, or you know, justify what, you know, what took place, man. Yeah, that's, that's cold, man. That's cold world, bro. Exactly. A little bit more lighter note, Pluto Energy. Rich the Kid scoops Takashi 69's baby mama in a Lambo landing him praise from Toxic King Future. <laughs> Wait, who is this? Rich the Kid. Oh. He, he scoops Takashi 69's baby mama in a Lambo and, and Future praised him for it. Yo. Uh, I, you know what? I, you know, I miss some Rich Kid's music, man, but what... But switching gears, man. What's what's your thoughts on Takashi, man? Like you know him getting out, him snitching on everybody. You think something's gonna happen to him? Yes. Yeah. Every dog has his day. Me too. I think when, something's when, gonna happen to him. When, when, when you when you run out when you run out people like that, they they. Yeah. It's, just, it's, just, it's just a matter of when and where. <laughs> that's that's all. No doubt. No, definitely, and. We got this. Um, <laughs> KWA out of pocket maskless Karen attacks Red Lobster workers on Mother's Day. Cheddar biscuit Twitter attacks. <laughs> man, this is why I was just about the ball, the ball before, man. There's so, <laughs> it's so many layers <laughs> to your two stories, man. <laughs> so we got, so let's break it down. <laughs> So we got uh, Red Lobster. Yes. Uh, out of pocket. <laughs> yes. Out of pocket. Masters Karen going crazy on, on some on workers. Claiming what she wanted a table on Mother's Day. So and, she was throwing the biscuit? Yes. Wow. Karen out here wilding, man. <laughs> yes. That's crazy, man. And the tough business, they good when they hot, man. Yeah, but yeah, Karen Wilder, man. Man, what you said, get this. Hackers threatened to leak personal information about LeBron James, Drake, Lady Gaga, and Elton John, and more unless Alan Grubman's PR firm pays $21 million. Man, so another Takashi, another Takashi situation going on here. I think so, bro. Wow, wow, man. Twenty-one mil, though. Twenty-one mil to keep him quiet. Hey, man. I don't know about that, dog. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was supposed to stop, stop snitching, man. Quit snitching. Exactly. Just, just stop snitching, please. Please. And get this. Dusty Daddy. Boosie Badass Bragg saying, quote, ain't nothing wrong with get my nephews and sons some professional mouth work. They my sons and my nephews. That's what he said, bro. In response to criticism. Alright, so yeah, man, you know, the whole black, you know, community, everybody has been chiming in on this uh topic. I think Boosie, man, sometimes Sometimes you just best serve. Just shut up, man. Don't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you were, you know, you were talking about D-Wade and his son and the controversy behind that. But if it's stemming from your own family, sometimes you got to think before you put stuff out there, man. Like, Boots has opened himself up to possible charges. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like real, like, it's some real stuff here, man. He could be open, like, 
I understand what he's trying to do. But at that age, you don't do that, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, now, if if, if his son, nephew, I say, what, 16, 18, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you see they show a strong interest in, in girls and, you know, and, and trying to get girls. Yeah, at that point, you know, if you want to do a little something like that within the, within the confines and comfort of your own home, then, okay, that's fine. But, yeah, but don't, don't, you don't broadcast that. And also, they're too young at that point to be trying to do all they don't, they don't know what the hell is going on or what they doing exactly he's doing the most this is yeah. this is where being keep being too real goes wrong yeah exactly exactly man he's opening himself up to all kind of you know child child services now to get involved something like that man. most definitely that is story bro slipping falling can't get up Sadly, state of New York says DMX owes nearly two hundred thousand dollars in back taxes. DMX owes two hundred thousand in back taxes. Yes. Man, I was I, I loved it growing up, and I, I, I always wish that X would have kind of gone a different route. You know what I'm saying? Like I think X is always too street or too hood for his own good. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. where if X would have gone JG route? You know what I'm saying? Maybe not be a mogul and all that, but you know the type of rapper that people look at, like like people look at Snoop. You know how how Snoop is revered and loved. Mm-hmm. Like I think X X could have gone that same route, especially you know you know he because he was very you know religious and everything. Like X could have gone X could have gone like Mace, the Mace route, and became a pastor, and you know could have. Uh, had to have a whole different, you know, fan base, man, as opposed to sticking to the streets, uh, sticking to what he knows. I think that that definitely has, you know, served against him over the years, the numerous trips to jail and rehab. And, you know what I'm saying? The X was a pretty good actor. He had a decent movie career going, man. He did, and you know, but yeah, you know, so this is just another story, you know, you know, in, in the. Uh, in the life of DMX, man, where it just seems like he just can't, like you said, slipping and falling, and just can't find a way to stay out of trouble, man, to stay out, to stay out of the news. No, no, definitely. What the hell news? Shannon Brown arrested, charged after firing a rifle, and two strangers trying to enter his Fayetteville, Georgia home. Okay. Funny you should bring this up. Me and my friend, he uh, sent me the story earlier, and we were debating debating it, right? Because she loves to go back and forth with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so she sent me the story and she was trying to defend Shannon Brown and the fact of him, you know, having the gun shoot, you know, I guess what warning shots are. I don't know if he shot directly at the folks, but I was more so looking at it from the, the couple's perspective. Okay. Now, what they should have done, boss, they should have called their realtor to go ahead and schedule a time to come see the house. That was the house they wanted to look at. In my mind, I'm figuring they probably just go out for a little drive in the area and possibly looking for homes to, to purchase, to buy, you know, but and they saw Shannon's house and they saw the sale sign, saw, saw the door open. I'm assuming this couple is probably white because black a black couple is not going to do this. I <laughs> in Fayetteville, yeah. Georgia. Yeah, it's real white. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm assuming that's what was going on. And they, and they thought, you know, it'd be all good. And then 
what should have happened in my mind at that point in time when they walk in and Shannon Brown comes down and sees, you know, these folks in his house, there should have been some dialogue going on at that point. Like, hey, what are you guys doing here? Hey, oh, we're sorry, we're looking at the house. Well, the house is not, you know, it's not open to view right now. Oh, sorry, you know, and, and that's it. How did it escalate from just coming to the house with gunshot? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, how did we get there? They were they were wrong, you know, for trespassing. Cause that's, that's still trespassing, but Shannon Brown, you know, he went too far with the with the shot to take excessive force. You know, you, you can make a claim for. And I, I was surprised, boss, that he served two days in jail for that. I thought I thought it could possibly be longer two days, man. Honestly, we still got some charges. This guy's he's, he's just yeah. in there. It happened on the weekend, so it, it wasn't no court. We had to wait till Monday. There you go. There so it is. That's got what that. It's, it's kind of tricky when you do something on Friday night. You might not see a judge till Monday. There it is. <laughs> or you do exactly. something on Saturday night, you might not see a judge till Monday. So you won't be. He, he don't get you for a day automatically. Right. So it's one of those situations. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah man. Best. Right in the backyard here too. We got this one. This, this, here goes some layers for you. Guns, orgies, fuck you mean. Worthy love. Lover, Earl Thomas shows off diamond-encrusted chain he was gifted by blinging, blaming better half for his birthday, despite cheating, cheating scandal. What about that, bro? Yeah, you talking che- about... That's yeah. a, a boss man story written all over right there, man. A boss report all day. Now... You know, I'm a big Texas guy, so, you know, got much love for Earl Thomas, man, but I I don't understand this, man. Okay. Now, this is probably not the first time him and this girl had this issue. He's probably been doing this thing for a minute. But my thing is, you a big-time, all-pro, NFL safety. Like, you or your team should know the ins and outs of using Snapchat. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a way, a ghost account where you could not, you know what I'm saying, be detected or, you know, traced or anything like that to where his wife couldn't have found him. And then, okay, you and your brother, you know, it's your brother and everything, so you doing dirt or whatever, you know, your brother got your back. That's cool. Y'all in the same band, though, bro? Like, no, they, hey, hey, my little brother, man, we doing some dirt. Hey, fam, you gotta go to the other room, bro. I ain't trying to... Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not like a bad porno on Pornhub or something, man. Yeah, like, I ain't trying to see. I mean, you you my guy. We're going to end up. Right. I'm, I'm going to do my thing. You do your thing. I'm going to get out of there, okay? Yeah, y'all rented Airbnbs, I'm sure. There's plenty of rooms. With, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like, like y'all only had that one room to, to be in. Y'all probably have like three or four different rooms y'all could have gone to. Like, okay, hey, bro, I got three girls right here. You take your three to the next room. Bam, we do what we do. You know what I'm saying? But nah, man, uh-uh. There's only one floor. <laughs> only one floor that is going to be gonna be visible around here, man. Yeah. That, yeah, <laughs> that that whole story is very, like, boss report is right here. This one right here is going to yeah. throw you off, too. It's very much a boss report story here. Swiper, no swiping. New York nurse steals dying coronavirus patient's credit card to buy gas and groceries in the amount of $100. Wow. For $100, man, you're going to basically throw away your career and go to jail. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy, man. 
for a hundred dollars, though, bro. Mm-hmm. Man, folks don't folks don't they don't see the big picture, man. Like, I mean, you gonna you gonna wild out? You let it be for like thousands of dollars, something like that. Don't wild out for a hundred dollars, man. That's not not smart, man. Yes, indeed. And the final story, state of Florida, bro. You're going to, of course, it's Florida. <laughs> uh, Florida man arrested after getting caught jerking off his Johnson to give a female a facial at a Florida picnic park pitch. Damn. Yep. Has Florida written all over? Uh, <laughs> literally, has Florida written all over? <laughs> literally, man. Um, so... Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> basically, so this this story here. So my man, he's at the part, right? He doesn't know. He doesn't know his woman. And he's just he like fling it. He fling it on her, like. No, nah, she was ready to catch it. But what was good is that, that the cops let him finish up for they arrested them both. Oh, so wait a minute. She was in those. They were they were together. Yeah, she was sitting on the parking bench. He's just over top of her standing, you know, oh. whacking the, the finish, the finish, the finish it off to give it to her. And <laughs> the cops pretty much videotaped him. And, uh, yeah, this was, got on both. And on a, and she had the uh, look of, of a Pornhub finishing move. It was just all everywhere. Oh, the face, eyes, nose, it was everywhere. And he's doing the ha ah. ha Right, right. <laughs> hey, man, like, hey. You, know, you like what you like, do what you do, but you can't do it all out in public, man. Come on, now. Even in Florida, you can't do it like that in Florida. Even in Florida, you can't even, get away with that. Even in Florida, you have to have some type of discretion now. <laughs> so, bro, I know it's been a while you did the ball support, bro. What is your take on today's report, man? There's a lot of nasty, freaky, just cold-blooded people in this world, man. Like, come on, people, let's... Let's do better, man. That's all, that's all I can say about the people in this Boston sport. We got to do better. As people, we got to do better. And, bro, it's been a while, but it ain't changed. It's still, still the same, ain't it? Still the same, man. Like, ride the bike. Yes, indeed. Folks, at the Boston Sport, me and JC did it for you. Boston will be back next week. Folks, check us out. BostonManShow.com for all old statements, interviews. Folks, be good. We out. And if you don't know, now you know, listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube